Kobe Trice. Real name, no gimmicks. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Episode 16 of the Around the Outside Podcast, presented by Freight Train Studios. As always, it's your boy, Lux Rida. Wow. Fresh <laughs> off his weekend in <laughs> Richmond. Joined, as always, by my lovely, lovely, wonderful, y'all know the drill, wonderful co-host, Miss Kempich. What it do? Man, how was it being at Richmond this weekend? You Are you talking about as a Fan it is a fan. You were in attendance. You got to be there for driver intros. Walk me through that. It looked like uh, Denny had a lot of booze, huh? Okay. Uh, let's start with the positive because I can go into the negatives pretty easily. But let's start with the positive. Positive wise, um, facility wonderful. Um, great facility. Richmond's always been. Shout out to Czech President who I met over the weekend, Lori oh, Collier, Lori Lauren. Um, I think that's her name. Um, shout out to the track president, wonderful person. Um, but yeah, great facility. The everything was cool. The environment was amazing. Driver introductions was good. We'll start with Saturday. So okay. Saturday, I was there for Saturday. I worked a little bit during the day, and that was a mistake because I kind of went into the race a little bit pissed off. Um, but <laughs> as soon as I got to the facility, all all work problems went away, and that's what I'm telling y'all. If you're a racing fan. Doesn't matter if you have to work before the day of the race. The moment you step foot on the grounds of a track, just everything goes away. It's just right. like complete wipe. Um, but no, so it was um, Saturday was really good. Um, obviously there was threats of weather in the area, so we got there. Um, first off, I got to meet and shout out to him if he ever listens to this episode. I give him my our business card. Shout out to Black Mamba. So let me tell you a story, Captain. Yeah. Um, a year ago on Saturday, the 29th, um, I was watching the race, the ARCA race IRP. It was, um, and Raja Karuth and Mamba Smith, who everyone knows in NASCAR as the chief, chief hype officer, <laughs> chief <laughs> hype officer. Um, they were racing at IRP and ARCA race. And there was a moment in time where art, where him and Raja were racing together. Now as an African-American, I was been, I've been a fan of racing, for decades now. I got into it in the late 90s, early 2000s. I never thought what I was seeing, I would see. Two African-Americans on the same track on, I guess you could say primetime TV. It was kind of late in the day. Um, It was still on TV. Yeah, racing against each other. That was amazing to me. And I'm not going to lie, it made me emotional. I was really, like, and I I posted a video, um... It was really emotional for me that that day, right? I was watching. I was telling y'all. I was telling the camera, the video. I was like, "Hey, I'm tearing up. This is amazing. I never thought I'd be able to see this in my life. Whatever." So that tweet, Captain, went viral. People were retweeting it. You know, 
other drivers in the series were saying were saying nice things about both Raja and Mamba Smith. I think Amber Blackon or was was um, retweeted it. Mamba himself, everybody was saying it, so it blew up. And I didn't know this, Captain. But he actually mentioned it on his podcast a couple days later. Um, it did. Yeah. So now, at that point, we kind of um, had a little brief message on Instagram, on um, Twitter after that. But I didn't really, I haven't really met him until then. And I said, I got his attention. He was over by the West Coast Custom Car, which was we'll get into that later. The great vehicle, the West Coast Custom Twenty Three Eleven made. But he was over there checking that out. And I said, Hey, man, I'm the guy who made that tweet. The moment he noticed, the moment he heard that and found out that was me, the guy he was talking to was the guy who made that big tweet, his eyes lit up like he saw like he saw a long Oh, friend. man. He was like, bro, that was you? I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, it's so nice to meet you. So we had a um, oh. nice long talk. Um, great guy, by the way. Great person. And we were talking about the tweet and everything that came after it and stuff like that. Got to hang out with him in the NASCAR fan experience in the midway. We watched the end of the Xfinity race that was playing on one of the big screens there. Um, but yeah, it was just great overall moment. So that was really cool on Saturday. Um, then we got into the race. So the truck race, it was the final race before the playoffs. So the, the truck series playoffs as of right now is officially started. Um, so when we, when that happened, um, there was a storm that was coming through Richmond. Now the cool, funniest thing was it literally just missed the track. Like the heaviest part of that storm was just behind the track, but you guys know NASCAR, Captain lightning, lightning delays, lightning delay. Now that was the first time, like, um, that was the first time since that I've actually been in one where it wasn't raining. Like, it was sprinkling a little bit, but it wasn't really raining. So, the funniest thing was, they said, oh, we need all fans to vacate the grandstands and please seek shelter. A good chunk of them left, but a good chunk of them was like, fuck you, we stay here. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just chilling in the stands. Like, then there was a small group of people that were just chilling in the stands. Like, we didn't care. Like, it wasn't raining, so it's like, why, not, why should we leave, right? Would you guys um, care for, like, the truck that was coming by? Yeah, so we were. So the funny thing is, there was a safety truck that goes around during these uh, moments where they just kind of check the grip levels and see if it's raining on the track or whatever, and see areas of what it was. So you're gonna see like on the rain delay podcast of one vehicle constantly going around the track. That's mm -hmm. what it's for, basically. It's just testing to see is the track dry, is it wet? Do we need to do this? Where we going? And basically report back to the ground crew, and yada yada. So every time the truck came around, the fans just started cheering. Yeah. <laughs> every time the truck made a lap around, it was funny. But eventually awesome. the hold ended and um they said we're good to go. And the moment they said announced we're good to go, everyone erupted in cheers. So it was erupted and it was good. It was um the race went on without a hitch. And one driver dominated. Oh, yeah. Dominated. To the point, Captain, I will say this a lot, I fell asleep at the track. No! I fell asleep midway no. through the first stage because Majeski was just dominating the first part of the race. Like, nobody was close. I think he lapped up to, like, 18th. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The start of the truck race, there was less action that... There was less action at that race than the nine button on my on my uh, microwave gets. Okay, 
We're gonna ignore that. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so it was. Um, so it was just. It was boring. I actually tweeted as I like. I was supposed to video somebody waking up and like fun. Like, oh, it's over. Okay, that was me at the end of the first day. It's like, oh, okay, day one ended. All right, cool. Oh, <laughs> I got to see some um pit stops, which was pretty cool. I think I was right in front of. I know Deegan was right in front of me. Um, Thompson, I think, was right in front of me, and. I forget who else was directly in front of me. I think Raja was as well. But I got to see some cool pit stops. Um, but yeah, so the race, and then it got interesting towards the final stage. Now, Denny Hamlin himself, Captain, mentioned this on his podcast. That Appreciate. 98 team, I think it was a 98, right? There's Majeski's number, 98? Yeah, 98. Because he took over Atkins' ride. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The 98 team shot themselves in the foot not once but twice. The commitment, the speeding on pit road penalty. Yeah. Wasn't he like 0.01 above or something ridiculous? He was quick. But at that point, then he said it himself. And that truck was fast enough. He didn't need to do that. Right. He didn't. He was on same tires. He was miles ahead of Carson Hosevar, who was the only other truck that could compete with him on a restart or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not to mention how fast he was over his teammate Ben Rhodes. Like... Majeski was in a different, as they would say, a different zip code. <laughs> we were we were racing, we were racing in Henrico County, v- Virginia. He was over in Chesterfield County. That's how far ahead he was. <laughs> okay, he checked out. So that was the first time they shot themselves in the foot. Then, for some reason, they played the long game on that last restart on the last run and did not pit through the entire of the last. 30, 40 laps, I think, was the glass green flag run, Captain. Yeah. Did they ever and explain why that was? What's up? Why, why'd they do that? Did they ever explain? I have no idea. Oh. I literally don't know. Like, they could have pitted after, they could have pitted five laps after Josevar and ran Josevar down. Like, the way we saw Josevar run um, him down, Majeski down on old tires, like with Carson with new tires and Majeski on old tires, the way that we saw that, could have been a completely other direction if he would have pitted. Like, they had no reason to keep him out there. And did they do that last year, too? Like, weren't they dominating and then they just choked it away or something? Something That would be William Byron, and that would be last year's um, spring 2022 Richmond race. Because <laughs> that's exactly what they, I said it to the fans in attendance. I was like, you pulled the Denny Hamlin strategy on him. He literally unlocked himself on new tires, and then drove around the entire track, tracked him down to pass him for the lead. And <laughs> he passed him, Captain, with three laps to go. That's how close it was. And this wasn't like he had open track. He had to go through all of the pit, all of the um, lap traffic, like the entire field of lap traffic. The amount of cars that Carson Hosevar had to pass to get up to Majeski was insane. But, hey, my man did it and came away with the win. And that marked uh, three wins on the season for him. Mm-hmm. The most wins in the season for Carson Hosevar. Carson Hosevar made the playoffs last year with no wins. This year, he entered his playoffs with the most wins. Can you imagine how different that is? Man, he's really showing a lot of fire. He's improving a ton. Like, he looked good last year, but damn. Three he, wins, he leads the series right now, right? Yeah, three wins, three wins at Texas, Nashville, and then last Saturday at Richmond. So, like I said, um, great, great race. Anyway, 
Um, that one's Sunday. Sunday, um, very hot. Very hot. Oh my goodness, it was hot. Holy yeah, they were showing they inside the cars. Us. It was 134 inside the cars. They were cooking us, Kevin. They were cooking us. Bro, medium rare steak is 134. You you could have cooked. You could have <laughs> cooked on the ground. You could have cooked on the ground. I should have brought some bacon. Right? Brought some bacon. Speaking of that, they were serving free um, samples of Smithfield bacon at what? the Smithfield exhibit. And, Captain, that's the best bacon I've tasted in my life. Oh, my oh. God. Oh my lord, that's Smithfield bacon if cooked properly is oh Lord and mercy. Oh. What's that scene from like so. next one of the Friday movies? Makes you want to slap your mama. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Anyway. <laughs> um hung around um some good friends, Sarah Davis and Phil Spain, who on Twitter we gotta check them out, good friends of mine. Um, what else happened on Saturday? Went we to the tweet to, up. Uh, say again? Went to the tweet up. Where I'll get to a thing I know where you're going at. Went to the tweet where so for those who don't know, every race, every Sunday before the races, Bob Parkrest on Twitter always hosts these tweet ups where he brings like, you know, people in the industry, you know, fellow reporters, maybe a celebrity guest or whatever, and just meets up, answers any questions that might be lingering on fans. Basically the stuff he does on Twitter, he does live. So, um but yeah, we always get a picture and it was a great event. But this week's guest was Ryan Vargas. Oh, okay. So okay. Adam, I know oh, yeah. you're a big fan of. A huge fan. Huge fan. That man, yeah. I, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. I really do think he'll be the next Richard Childers. I really do. Right. Um, I was able, and here's the first of my um little confirmed rumors. A little bit, a little bit. Ooh. Ooh. I asked him about where 3F Racing, which we all know he signed on to be a driver developmental coach and reserve driver for the Cup Series team. I asked him, like, how, how are they getting set up? How far away are we? And he said from them, from him, from his voice, as much as he knows, they are looking to get on the track this year. They are setting things up to make a start this year. Oh, man. So That'd be we, huge. So we will see 3F Racing. I assume it'll be number 30 because that's what they keep posting. So we will see the 30 3F Racing Chevrolet Camaro on track some point this year. I expect late in the playoffs, maybe around the Roval time, you know, Texas, maybe um, Vegas, Homestead, etc. Probably around there. But we will see them on track. As confirmed by Ryan Vargas. Go talk to him. I'm just reporting what he told me. So, yeah. Big news there. Um, got to meet Kelly. I want to make sure I say her name right because I always kind of mess up sometimes. Kelly Crandall. Kelly Crandall of okay. Racer Magazine. So spoke with her. Did um spoke with her a little bit. And um, so yeah. So all those guys were over there to tweet up. And once again, Lori Collier as well. The track president was there as well. So um, yes, yeah, so we got to go to meet up, tweet up. Um. Couple things. Well, I'll confirm. I'll confirm what some of the rumors I've heard in the news when we get to the news segment. Um, but yeah. So after that, it's time to make our way into the track, Captain. Race itself. And it was hot. It was hot. <laughs> I, 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 y'all don't understand how hot it was, man. This is the end of July. Sun beating down. I made a smart move though, because I got up to the stands. Like the race didn't start till three, and I got to the stands around like twelve forty-five. I headed for the seats that were higher up that had a little bit of shade in them. Smart man. 
So I was in there for about a good hour and a half. I was able to watch um, the car script rolled out to the grid. It was really cool. My directly in front of me, I'm trying to find a picture. I think I took a picture of where I was sitting. Um, directly in front of me, you had pit boxes for Ty Gibbs um, and some other teams as well. But yeah, so awesome. And then the race got started, and man, at the beginning of the race, it was 23-11 versus RFKR. Which was a little bit of a foreshadowing, because during driver introductions, Bossman was done dirty by the crowd. Oh but... my god. He, we posted on our Twitter, you guys can go see it, I'm pretty sure the video, you said the video made its rounds on Reddit? Uh, yeah, it showed up on Reddit. Yeah. So. Our backslash NASCAR. He did not get any love from that crowd. And I expected it because, like, literally, I rec- started recording the moment I saw his name pop up. I'm like, let me just get this. Let me just get this on camera. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, there's no love from the fans. But, hey, he did he handle that on his podcast as long as they're making noise. I was just about to say that because he said the worst thing to hear is the, like, Silence. acceptance clap, you know? Right. <laughs> they're cheering they're booing as long as they're making noise and i gotta exactly <laughs> but um but like i said the race got started and it was 2311 versus rfkr at the beginning it was all 2311 um then it got out to a lead bubba followed through and made his way up to second but by the end of the first stage second stage it was a little bit more battle between the two teams um with rfkr come out the victor i think it was keselowski won stage two right uh, it was uh, I thought it was a twenty three eleven sweep with stage two. No, we finished that third stage one, fourth, third, um, third and fourth, and it was one and two in stage one. Okay, then yeah. So, yeah. But um, great run, and then for some reason, both cars just fell. Well, Reddick fell because he got an a um, commitment line violation, but for some reason, Bubba's team just missed well, a bad pit stop, real bad pit stop, like fifteen real seconds. Bad pit stop, but also, but even if. Even with the bad pit stop, if the car was fast, we would have recovered from it. We didn't. Right. And then we got back up into the top eight, and then we just fell out of the top ten. It was, the car just fell off. um, mainly. But, nonetheless, good finish. Bubba extends his point lead over the cut line by a good amount of points. He's down 54 above the cut lead. Cut line, and Captain, what did I say? What? Was I what did I say the gap I needed before Watkins Glen to feel comfortable? Did you say fifty? I said forty to fifty points. We're there. Heading there. So we're above that and we go into Rich and we go into Michigan. So should get a little bit more. Um for the win, as much as I'm get I got mad at the track, mainly because of Bubba's the car falling off and the restart and everything. Props up to RFKR. Um Chris Busher. Well deserved. That guy was fast last year at this race, and he followed that up with a win in this one. So, props up to that whole team. Um, yeah. So, yeah, got nothing but props to save him. Chris Busher coming on top. He led eighty-eight laps. Uh, Bubba Wallace led a career high eighty laps. Uh, Brad Kozlowski led one hundred two. The career, the laps that both the forty-five and twenty-three led were the highest. Total in one race by the entire team. Damn. In My entire team in um, 2311 history. So, making gains, baby, making gains. Hell yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it was a, um, all in all, that was a great race, great weekend. Um, 
I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the crazy finish that was the Xfinity Series race. I didn't watch most of it because I was at work and then on the midway. But um, long story short, Sam Mayer won out of nowhere. First career win, right? First career win, locks himself in the playoffs. Um, and Sage Karam comes away with, I think he finished runner-up in that race. So I have to take a look at it. I think he finished runner-up that race. Sage and Karam, man. You did not have that on your um uh Parker Clearman got second, Austin Hill third, and Sage Karam fourth. Yep, Sage Karam fourth. Um and Kaz Grove. We talk about Sam Hunt racing, man. How good they're getting. Double top ten for Sam Hunt racing in that race, man. True. How about True. them? How about them? Um also see Stan Barry finished twenty fourth. Okay, we're talking about him. Stan Barry, let's go. But um, but yeah. So overall, great weekend for them. Good weekend for Chevrolet. And good weekend for Ford. Unfortunately, Toyota gets shut out at its home track again. I want to say one more thing that, uh, about the uh, Cup Series race. There's actually only two Chevys in the top ten for that race. Believe it or not, first place Chris Busher, second Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch third, Joey Logano fourth, Ryan Priest fifth. Which that's crazy. If Ryan Priest got top five. Um, but the wild thing know. was Austin Dillon was the other Chevy. No Hendricks. None. Zero they Hendrick in the bad. top 10. They shit the bad. I don't know what happened to them. And also, they, I don't know what happened because, honestly, all of, the, all of the – it was weird because when you hear about um, Stuart Haas Racing having a good day at Richmond, who do you think they would talk about? Just off the top of your head. Kevin Harvick. Every time. Exactly. If I hear anything good about SHR, it's, it's Kevin Harvick. That's my okay. assumption. The highest finish, the highest two finishing SHR cars were Priest and Eric Amarola. Insanity. What? Harvey finished 10th. And Chase Briscoe was 11th. And 11th, yeah. So literally, all three, all four of their cars finished in the top 11. Man, it's been a minute since we've seen that from SHR. That was, I, I, I didn't know. The highest finishing. Take a guess where the highest finish in Hendrick car was. Uh, I'm really outside the top 10. I think it was what, Chase in 13th? 8th and 13th. Damn. Chase in 13th. Bowman in 5th and 18th. Byron in 21st. And Larson in 19th. Holy shit. Larson won this race. Won earlier in the year at the track. What the hell? Yeah, it was a bad race. Willie B had a fast car at the start, then struggled. But nonetheless, like I said, Great weekend, um, Carson Hosevar. I, I, if I have to give my uh, like a tip of the weekend, who I think he just had the best all around weekend and just was the most vibe, giving most vibe for the weekend, Carson Hosevar. The energy he had after that win, even if you didn't like who won, you got hyped up by the way he was hyping everybody up. Like he was the he was feeding off the energy of the fans. Oh man, I was, I was right there too. I had nearly caught the flight he dropped. Oh, for real. I nearly caught that. It was literally like 100 feet away from me. Damn. Yeah. He So he came to the crowd, and I, I was kind of pushing and shoving to try to get try to get to him. Because I wanted to get on TV, too. I wanted to get on TV. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so he was, I was pushing and shoving, and he was, like, right up in there. And then he climbed the flag tower and, like, cheered with the fans and stuff like that, and then dropped the flag from there. I saw the guy who grabbed it, so. But, yeah, all-around um, fun weekend. And Captain. I'm not done. Ooh. 
It's not the last race I'm going to this year. Oh. As of right now, work, obviously, I have to make sure I can get off work, but I have the tickets to head down to Charlotte for the Roval. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, baby. Anyway. I love the Roval. That is going to do it for segment one, recapping the weekend. Um, oh, real quick, shout out to Seth Eggert of uh, Kicking Tires. Um, met up with him at the tweet up as well. Who knows? Maybe we might be able to get him on an episode. Who knows, fans? Tune in. Tune in. But that's going to do it for segment one. We're going to come back with... Help me out with this, Captain. The news. Hey, thanks for listening to the Round the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at FreightTrainCCB. There, you'll also find a link to our All My Links page where you can check out our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for your support, and back to the show. Welcome back to the Around the Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. Now, one thing I I got so excited talking about the good that was the Richmond weekend that I have to talk about the bad, Captain. What's that? And this is unfortunate to say because I love this track. It's my home track. Richmond is no longer the action track. Yeah. It's boring. It's yeah. boring. It The race... It's more strategy-wise now. So, I mean, if you're a fan of NASCAR strategy, I guess you can enjoy it because that's really what it comes down to. It's more like 90s NASCAR. But there's guys, for those of you watching, listening, we went literally 390 laps without a single natural caution. That's there's there's like five cautions over the last two races, like before this this week's, and no, no, sorry, there was seven cautions, and that included the stage breaks. Right, like it was dumb. It's it's just bad. Um, now NASCAR did attempt to change that. They worked on remember the they tried to do a short track test at Rich at um New Hampshire that got delayed to this weekend in Richmond. A couple teams stayed. Um, back, I believe the teams that stayed back to do the two-day test were for Toyota. It was represented by Christopher Bell. Um, Joe Gibbs Racing, Fords had Wood Brothers and Harrison Burton, Ryan Priest and Stuart Haas, and then Chevrolets had Hendrick Motorsports and Byron, Colleague Racing and Haley, and Legacy Motor Club with Noah Gregson. Um... They tried so much. The first day revealed no success. Like Christopher Belt, Christopher Bell said, basically it was almost the exact same. They tried a new front splitter, um, some weird suspension types. I'm, Kevin, I'm sure you saw that over Twitter. The Carolina squat variation to the 21 car. Yeah, yeah. It was looking like the mid 2000s cars. The front bumper was just like right up, up. man, jacked up. Like the splitter was way off the ground. Um. Like the trucks where they dropped the rear. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. eventually, so the first day had almost no no changes. It was a new splitter they tried. Um, the rear splitter was reduced from a four inch height to a two inch blade, and it was just a bunch of changes they made. However, um, the group runs. It was like I said, it was not that much different. However, they took a big swing going into day two because day two was supposed to be a tire test, an official tire test. And it was supposed to test tires. 
However, um, they did salt the compound. They also removed the entire rear diffuser, Captain. Yeah, I heard about that. The entire rear diffuser, and they moved up to a four-inch spoiler, which is different from the two-inch spoiler that is currently on the cars. I, mean, so, I don't know how I feel of them getting rid of the diffuser because apparently the car was a bit easier to drive after they did that. Um, apparently that helped, according to drivers. That helped a little bit more. So okay. I think short tracks, we might get rid of the diffuser. I think going to short tracks next year. Um, now, of course, any changes they made will not be implemented until 2024. So we still got a couple more races we're going to have to deal with this current package. Um, however, honestly, of all the tracks, the good news is, of all the tracks that really got hurt by the short track package, Richmond was key among them. Another one was Phoenix. Here's something I did not know, Cabin. Here's a fun fact. I bet you did not know this either. Hit me with it. Did you know that in the... We've now run, what, three races at Phoenix with the next-gen car? Yeah. Toyota has not led a single lap at Phoenix what? for the next-gen car. Not what? one single lap has a Toyota led at Phoenix with the next-gen car. That's insane. That is. Holy crap. I knew they were bad at Phoenix, but damn. Not a single lap led. That's yeah, they got to get that fixed. But, um, but yeah, so obviously there's still work to be done. Now, news-wise, because um, this is the news. The news. Um, so what are you going to say, say it again? The news. The news. Um, some kind of confirmed um, rumors. Um, now, one of them I kind of kind of got debunked recently by recent comments. Um, I was speaking with Kelly Crandall of Racer Magazine, and we talked about. And I mentioned um, how SVG is basically confirmed he will be all but confirmed he's looking to move to NASCAR full-time in 2024. People are saying he might go to Xfinity and truck. I say, why not Cup if you already have a Cup win? Now, Kelly Crandall initially told me that she doesn't believe that Trackhouse has the resources to field a third car, you know, so it wouldn't be with them. Um, however, recent things have come alive to where Justin Marks himself said, if he's going to come over, why wouldn't it be with us? Ooh. He oh, I wonder if we get some of Chastain's old sponsorship now that Chastain will be with Budweiser. Possibly. Ooh. So, yeah. And she also kind of said, until proven otherwise, that 31, dri- that 31 team for 2024 has a name. The driver for 20- 31 for 2024 has a name. His name is Austin Hill. Boy. She said, until otherwise proven, that ride is Austin Hill's to lose. So yeah, okay. I'm I'm inclined to believe her. Um, I don't believe there's anybody else who really has that name on that ride. Now speaking of Xfinity Series call ups, looks like John Hunter Nemechek might be coming up to Cup regardless of what Troyes does. Gavin? Yeah, I was hearing that because I mean we had talked about in previous episodes about Truex being the main spot, but where are you hearing for him to go now? I'm hearing now, unfortunately, and this hurts me because I'm a big fan of the driver currently in this vehicle. I'm hearing it is to Legacy Motor Club in the 42, which would yeah. leave Noah Gregson without a ride. And that is disappointing. 
Um, right now, the Athletics, Jordan, Bianchi replaced. That this year hasn't gone the way Legacy Motor Club has hoped. Um, saying that if Truex does not retire or if he waits too long to make that decision, that Legacy Motor Club is going to have is going to just go ahead and hire John Hunter Nemechek to replace Noah Gregs in that 42 team. And hopefully, get it some speed. I think that's a good move on their part. John Hunter Nemechek has matured a ton. Other thing too, no offense to Noah Gregson, not having a good year. Yeah, not a good year. <laughs> it's one of those things of is he not having a good year? Is Legacy Motor Club just not having a good year? Because Honestly, let's not forget Noah Gregson won like what seven eight races last year at Junior Motorsports. It's true. not like he's a bum. That's true. That's what I'm saying. No disrespect because he is good. But also, he's had some things this season that were his fault. Right. And he's at, what, 560 NFs now? Yeah. So, I just I think we're at a weird point of where it's, you don't want to judge drivers, rookies too harshly, but you don't want to give them too much slack. I'm just saying that he's having a rough enough season right now that I'm pretty sure that Darian is, like, warming up a bus video for him. Like, rookie no. bus. No, 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 no. No, he's far from that. He's far from that. Don't, don't, don't. We're not even going to entertain that. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he, he's far from that. One bad season in his rookie season in, in Cup. Every, there's a lot of drivers who I can who I can say had really bad first years in Cup. Name a prime example of that? Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace had a trim, horrible 2018. That's a very good point. You so, know, speaking of Toyotas and Toyota drivers, fastest pit stop in nascar history happened this weekend on a toyota team you know who with isn't it ironic that it's the same team that previously set the record at richmond just one year ago when they were pitting for kyle bush right <laughs> so for those who don't know it was the which were the team has a nickname now the team has a nickname now oh, what's their nickname the monsters oh i fucking love it the monsters of Ty Gibbs' 54 pit crew set the record for the fastest pit stop in NASCAR history. What was the time, Kevin? A blistering 8.54. That's insanity. Eight and a half seconds? Damn. Damn. I've had Damn. farts last longer. Like, are you serious? Eight and a half seconds? That's insane. <laughs> That's a blink. Um. Yeah, it's almost like that. Um. But yeah, so... If you Definitely, got a chance, would... go watch the video of that. I, I uh, we posted it on the channel or on the uh, Twitter. It's crazy seeing the Jack Nance camera. We we posted it on the X. Oh right, whatever the X. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fake fun. I got a fake fun. Um, so yeah, that was um really crazy. Switching back gears to SVG, we were talking about him coming over. Mm-hmm. It seems more and more likely. He's coming over full time because this week they announced today he will not only be racing the cup car at Indianapolis that weekend. They announced he will be making his truck series debut and oval debut Ooh. driving the 41 for Nice Motorsports at IRP in the opening round race for the truck series playoffs. That'll be good. That'll be really good. Bro. Imagine if this man goes out and whoops the field in his truck series debut. Oh, man. 
that Can would you be... imagine at that point like he's gonna what... be getting stupid hype then for next season at at that point even if you don't have a cup series vacancy you gonna make one right <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, at that point, hell, even Hendrick Motorsports might be looking at Bowman like, do we really need him? Um, <laughs> SVG, no snowboarding incidents, no rolls. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, damn. No, nah, nah, that, that would never happen, but it's fun to joke. No. At that point, if he if he wins the Truck City debut, we might have to take the name Larson. We have, might have to put Larson out of the greatest race car driver in the world conversation. Bro. I'm going to be getting angry messages because of you. What? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm still iffy on Kyle Larson being one of the greatest drivers, okay? Like, yeah, he can hop in a dirt car, but SVG can do that too. Ooh, let's, let's save that for the hot takes. SVG? S, I don't know if it's a hot take. SVG's literally race has drifted V8 supercars. He's raced sprint cars in Australia, and he's raced rally cars. Yeah, but... Kyle Larson had how many wins that year he was suspended? Yeah, because he and didn't he win like doing anything. or 70 races in one year? He wasn't doing anything. He didn't have a full-time schedule. I'm pretty sure if you gave SVG a full-time schedule in the sprint cars, it wouldn't take him that long to win a couple races. All I'm saying is he did a traveling circus across the country and whooped ass at every single stop. Like, that's got to be worse. He did a traveling circus across disciplines. All right, all right. I'm saying, I'm saying, okay, okay. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting, we're getting in a hot take territory here. All right, we're getting in a hot take territory. Save that for later. Anyway, um, so yeah, SVG announced today he will be racing the 41 at the IRP, which is a really good track for him to make his oval debut. It's very flat. It's, it's. I don't know. It's not that bad of a track to make your debut at. And it's a good yeah. time. I mean, the best, some of the best drivers in racing have won at IRP. How good are Nice's trucks? Like, they're pretty solid, aren't they? They're pretty, I mean, look at Carson Osborne. That's a Nice truck. Good point. Good point. Yeah. And he's won three races this year. Um, so, yeah. Nice Motorsports. Nice Motorsports kind of become the track house, like, wing of their their proxy pretty much. You know, like colleague is their kind of proxy if they want their track house drivers to go race in Xfinity, they go to colleague. They want their track house drivers to race in truck series, they go to Nice, basically. Um so yeah. Um but the biggest news today we have three new Hall of Fame inductees, Captain. Boom. And Some pretty big names out, on the ballot this year too. There was good names on the ballot Jeff Burden caught Edwards was on the ballot. Harry Gant. Uh, there's that one. Uh, what's his name? Seven time champion, Yimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Uh, oh, let's, right. let's cut the bullshit. Let's cut the bullshit. Jimmy Johnson <laughs> was a damn near unanimous first round ballot, first ballot selection. That's insulting. He should have been a unanimous. Out of 57 voters, guys. Four of them said no. That that is listen. I was doing a bit. That bit ain't funny when you're stopping a unanimous. He's seven fucking time champion. Seven time champion. Like man, multi time Daytona 500 winner. Numerous Coke 600. There isn't a thing in NASCAR Cup Series that this man has not done. Right. 
and you tell me he's not unanimous over who? Right. What, what, what do you have to do to be unanimous? 201 wins and eight championships? Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's insane. To be fair, I don't think Earnhardt or Petty was unanimous either, which is more insane to me. That, that's absolutely insane. Um, I remember that the, the voting process was different for the first um, class way back when. But, okay, well, that could have been why then. But I don't, yeah, I, I still don't understand that. If there was anybody who deserved to be a unanimous first round, first ballot, but I mean, still, to be a first ballot Hall of Famer is still a no, uh, notch in your feather, you know, notch in the cap. So, congratulations. And he's not alone, as his crew chief also got in on his first attempt. Chad Knapps. Fellow Rockford. Yep. Shout Fellow out to Rockford him. Made. And the final inductee was a member of the Alabama gang. Good old Donnie Allison. Nice. Donnie Allison also got in, and I believe the trade, um, I forget the name of it. There's another award they give out that was also awarded one. Um, Trailblazer, I think it was like Trailblazer Award or something like that. But that goes to Janet Gertry, who was oh, one nice. of the first females in NASCAR. So shout out to her. So overall, good class of 2024. Good class of 2024. Pretty stack class. Yeah. Um. What else news this week? Da, 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 da. You got anything coming? I think oh, our I man Corey LaJoy at Stacking Pennies is stacking something, some dimes. He's stacking more than pennies, as I tweeted. Stacking more than pennies. He received a multi-year. We talked about him possibly getting it, but now it's confirmed today. Multi-year yep. extension to stay the driver number seven Camaro in the... um. Fire Motorsports in the Cup Series, and well-deserved. I mean, he's been the flagship of that team. Obviously, that team is going through some changes, new drivers coming up, new crew members, or whatever. But he has been that guy, and he's a great, he's a great person for the sport itself. True that. He's, he's really funny. Listen to his podcast if you get a chance. Uh, good material. And they also talk a lot about the pit crews, too. So it's mm-hmm. a nice little insight of, like, it's more than just the cars. It's more than just the drivers. There's a whole team behind them, and there's a lot of work that those guys do. Yeah. Um, but here's one more news that not really that big. Oh, did we talk about the CW, the Xfinity deal last time, or did that happen after us last episode? Ooh. Uh, I don't remember. Well, we'll talk it might have been after um, us. Earlier this last week, I think it was last week. Um, I think right after we left, we closed to episode 15. NASCAR announced a seven-year, $800 million deal. Holy cow. And it's not even for the Cup Series, neither. Not even for the Cup Series. Um, for the Xfinity Series to stream exclusively starting in 2025 on the CW. Which, in case anybody's worried, one, their app is free. So there you go. you'll be able to see all the NASCAR races free. Also, CW is on like just plain old television. You don't need cable. So right. this is a huge win because literally everybody can watch it. Like nothing's stopping you. Well, I'm going to have to because it doesn't have a Sling TV. It can't get on Sling TV. Mm. Uh, you can just get the app for free. And then yeah, just watch no, it. I know. I know. I'm being petty. <laughs> speaking of, well, not speaking of petty, but speaking of people being difficult. Does the name Patricia Driscoll ring a bell to you, Captain? Uh, Chase Driscoll, I recall. No. So Patricia Driscoll was the former girlfriend 
of NASCAR champion Kurt Busch. Okay. Um, the reason why she she has popped up in NASCAR news outside of being um, um, involved with him dating back years ago. Basically, she was um she was his girlfriend during the James Finch era of Kurt Busch when he went from when he lost his ride at Penske, went over to that fifty one James Finch team, and then through the rides at Furniture Row Racing and um, the early days at Stuart Haas. So basically, that's where their paths crossed. Um, she also once accused him of causing her physical harm after she entered his motor coach uninvited following Ooh. their breakup. So that case was tossed out by lack of evidence. And she's in hot water again because apparently she has pled guilty to willfully failing to keep financial records of um, tax records from a company she ran. She used to, basically, she's in trouble for using charity funds for her own personal gain, basically. Oh, that sounds like laundering. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, in trouble. That's water. a dumb goofed. Yeah, I'm afraid, I'm glad she's away from Kurt Busch. God forbid. Yeah. Like, he's doing much better in his current life right now. Shout out to Uncle Kurt. Shout out to Uncle Kurt. True that. We love you, Uncle Kurt. Love ya. Anyway. Um... But I think that is going to do it for the news, unless you have anything else to add. That's all I got. I'm ready to go to stage three. All right. We will check you guys later on the other side for the final rundown. Peace out. Hey, do you know I also stream on Twitch? Make sure to follow me at twitch.tv slash luxrider. And now it's time for the final rundown. Back to the show. Welcome back. To the Round Outside podcast presented by Freight Train Studios. It's time for the final rundown. Are you ready, Captain? I'm ready. Where are we at this weekend? We are going to Michigan. The big home of the big three. Ford, Chevrolet. Well, it used to be Dodge, but now it's Toyota. Oh, my God. I miss Dodge so much. Right? Don't, don't make Dodge. me start crying now. Don't make me start crying. So, Michigan, two miles. Big two-mile track, um, cousin to the now soon-to-be-going-away um, Auto Club Speedway. It's kind of almost like a more banked auto club, really. Yeah, and they it's go fast. Big. I mean, they it, a lot of times they'll go faster at uh, Michigan than they do at Daytona or Talladega. Yeah, because they, they got that. Because they can, with Michigan, with Auto Club, the, the banking's flatter, so you have to get more on the brakes. But with right. Michigan, the banking's higher, so you can lean, you can go deeper in the corner, and you don't have to get off the draw that much. Yeah, they they go over two hundred. Yeah, and it's my favorite track to race in i racing. Speaking of which, I'm probably gonna get on some i racing tomorrow at that track because it's my favorite one to do. I love it, bro. I love it so much. Good one. That's a good one. It's like literally, you could like I go in the corner flat out, and I lift maybe for a quarter of the second just to let the car settle. And then you can just get on the gas all the way through. Oh, fucking love it. But this weekend, Truck Series, like like we said in the news, they have a week off. We will see them next weekend um, at IRP. But this weekend, it is Michi- It is the Michigan. It is, uh, I'm saying the words over again. I'm stuttering. You got Xfinity <laughs> Series this weekend. You got Xfinity and Cup sharing track this weekend. Um... So, like we said about Michigan, it is a big two-mile track. I think it's a two-mile except. Let me take a look at it. I'm seeing if it's two miles exactly. 
Yeah, I think it's two miles exactly because it's 200 laps for 400 miles for the Firekeepers Casino 400. And, and for the Infinity, the Cab- Cabo Wabo. Cabo Wabo Tequila 250. It is two miles exactly. Um, the official track record itself Adrian Fernandez with a 30.7, and I was in a cart in two, 1996. He must have been um, stupid fast. Not, I mean, he yeah, hasn't been doing crazy. 230. The Cup Series track record goes... The Cup Series track Carl record... Edwards, maybe? What's up? Does Carl Edwards have it? Nope. Jeff Gordon. Kane? Jeff Gordon. Oh, of course. 34.85 in 2014 at 206 miles an hour. Goodness. Um, Xfinity goes to Joey Logano in 2015 at 37.15 and 193 miles an hour. And then the truck series is also Joey Logano 2014 with 38.37, 187 miles an hour. You know what the fastest uh, cart has gone through? How fast? A cart, well, basically any car or open wheel car. Our favorite, Paul Tracy. <laughs> in 2000 at 30.64. Um, at 234 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> now, surprisingly enough, guess who owns the most wins at this racetrack? Uh, who? Jimmy Johnson? It's not, it's not Richard Petty. It's not Jimmy Johnson. It's the good old Silver Fox himself, David Pearson, with nine oh. wins. Oh. And he also owns the record for most poles with 10. Damn. Um... Most top fives, Kelly Yarbrough. Most top tens, Mark Martin. And most starts, Bill Elliott at 61. So, no, yeah. this track is uh, Brad Kozlowski's home track, too, because he's a Michigander, isn't he? This is Brad Kozlowski's home track, baby. I don't, I, I don't think he's the only Michigan person in the field. I think somebody else. I want to say Eric Jones, but I don't think Eric Jones is from there. There's somebody else. I know there's somebody else who's from Michigan right now. But I mean, while you're looking that up, I'm pretty excited for this yeah, race. Yeah, Eric Jones. He's from Byron, Michigan. Eric, Eric Jones. So it's also um, Eric Jones' home track as well. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, no, I was just going to start talking about some of the Xfinity race. Don't we have a few drivers this week that are unique? We do. We have a couple double duties. AJ Allmendinger will be in the 10 College Racing Chevrolet. And Ty Gibbs will be back in the 19. Carter Mozak will be back in the 24th. He's been splitting time between the 24 and the 19. Getting better every single week. Shout out to Connor Mozak. And finally, the man we talked about, he's, even though his truck series is a week off, he's not taking a week off. Carson Hosevar will be back behind the wheel at the 77 Spire Camaro in the truck series. What? Tied in the Xfinity. Xfinity. <laughs> Don't be saying things before they actually happen, because more than likely it will happen. Anyway. Uh, you heard it here first. But, yeah, so um, he will be in that field. It's going be, to be a fun race. Always. The good thing I love about Michigan is it's multi-groups. You can run the bottom, you can run the middle, you can run the high. So many different groups. And it creates so, such good racing. I fucking love this track. Oh, man, the restarts are so epic. Yeah, the restarts, they'll go multi, two, three, four wide. It's insane. It's it's funny. It's like Pocono, except they can actually fit into turn one and not have to, like, funnel. Right. So it is definitely going to be fun. As for the cup race, the only new names, Austin Hill will be in the 62. 
JJ Yaley in the 15, and Cole Custer will be in the 51. So, yeah. With that being said, Captain, you want to go first or want me to? You know, I can go first for picks. Right. Xfinity. Xfinity series. Who you got? I'm going to go with Josh Berry. Ooh. He's got the best points position right now. Uh, everybody in the playoffs with, but without a win. Like, he's, he's crushing it. So I think this is the week that he gets it done. Gets that dub, joins the rest. My dark horse is Brett Moffitt. Okay. That's a serious dark horse. But he's, he's a few points out, or he's a few spots out of the playoff bubble right now. But he's got six top tens, a top five. And I'm not saying a big one would happen, but if a big one were to happen, I think he could pull through. Who you got, Lux? I am going Toyota Chevrolet, and I'm going to tell you who it's going to be. My Ooh. main pick, it's a bit of a stretch, but Toyota, I think Toyota's going to do well this weekend. Um, I think if, I was going to pick John Hunter Nemechek, but that's boring. So I'm going to go ahead and flip-flop to his teammate. I'm going to pick Sammy Smith. I think Sammy okay. Smith can possibly get it done. Um, that would be my main pick. And my backup pick, he's back in the field. Every time he's behind the wheel, the 77 car, he does really well. It's a fast track. Give me Carson Hosevar. Yeah, I think that's a great call. That's a great dark horse. Hosevar. I was going to say Casgrove. That was going to be on my stretch. But I was going to be Casgrove. But I can't sleep on Hosevar, man. Every time he hops in that 77 car, he's fast. True that. True that. Well, hey, I went first for Xfinity, so you honors yours for Cup. All right. I dreaded. I'm dreading this. And I feel like I'm going to change some. But I think this is the weekend. I think the stars are aligning for this weekend and i've never picked him as my primary pick all season Ooh. long i'm saving it for today bro i'm going put that 23 car back in victory lane i'm picking bubble wallace to win this sunday baby yes yes i'm taking it i'm going for it man oh man is it the doordash car too oh the stone the stars have aligned last time he was racing at a track he should win at, and I was at work and couldn't watch the race. It was Kansas, and I did backflips at the store while I was working there. The stars are aligning. I have a feeling this weekend is the weekend. He finally, also, with that, he puts DoorDash finally in victory lane for the first time. Give me Bubba fucking Wallace to win. Hell yeah. Now, now I spent all my energy explaining my main pick. Where's <laughs> my dark horse? <laughs> Uh, my dark horse oh god it's it's really interesting because there's not a lot of dark horses when you come to a track like this but I'm going to I think this guy has a good shot at um getting a really good finish he did really well for 2311 last year give me Ty Gibbs okay Ty Gibbs come on let's get it so my main pick would be the boss man, the much booed, the very talented man himself, Denny Hamlin. He okay. finished third here last year. Um, he's been on a tear, so I, th I think he can get it done. Dark horse, Brad Keselowski. Oh. And, and hear me out. Harvick won in Michigan last year in a Ford, right? Mm -hmm. This is Brad's home track. Brad and hasn't won in like three good. years now. But man, if there was a storybook ending, a time for him to break it through, like I'm not on. gonna lie, we could see another RFKR versus 2311. Right? We could see another one. 
Oh yeah, another one. I really think so. Oh my god! But no, as I hope I don't jinx it. But right now, all the science points, especially the tweet I posted, I posted on there saying Lux is superstitious, so he's hoping this. So I'll read over the tweet, and god damn it, it gets me like so like don't don't give me hope vibes to it. But it said since Bubble Wallace won. At Talladega in 2021, the team has won about every 28 to 32 races with Wallace and Kurt Busch and Tyler Reddick. It has been 32 combined starts for 23 and 45 since Reddick's win at Coda. Damn. Stars are aligning. The stars are aligning. The stars are aligning. This, oh my god. You have to keep your fingers crossed all day. I'm gonna be at work, so I'm like, I'm gonna have to work. Like, I'm gonna be some sore fingers. I'm I'm (laughs) gonna be at work. I'm I'm gonna be so paranoid because, like, because there's TVs that are like out knocking on every door. I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be like leaning over the barriers, just looking at the TV, seeing if running where. Seconds, it's gonna be crazy. Um, but yeah, so that is our picks for this weekend. Honestly, even if he don't get a win, just a good solid finish is all we can ask for for, exactly. that, 20, for that 23 team to get. Because we're going up on two back-to-back road courses, and this is the time after this weekend is really going to determine where, if we can make the playoffs on points or if we win. Because you got two tracks that Bubba is not known to be running really well at. True. True. Get those so, stage points. Like, yeah, we gotta get the stage points. Honestly, I think a good day without a win, without a win, a good day. Stage points in stage one, stage points in stage two, and finish top five to top ten. That would be the best non-win day, points wise. Period. True. Love to get us a couple laps led, but stage points, stage points, stage points, top ten finish. That is what we need. That being said, it's time for the hot takes. Hot takes. Go first, Lux. I've already spilled a couple, of, a little bit of my beans. All right, yeah, yeah, I can go first, son. Uh, so my hot take: this was not originally from me. I forget where I saw it online, so I'm not trying to steal somebody's thunder. But I'm gonna go with what you're saying because this is some sincerest form of flattery. In that, I think there should only be one race per track per year. Mm, that actually brings me up to something we're going to talk about right before we get off here. Right. So, that, then, so then, here's my thing. I think we should only have the one per track because every track that has gone down to one per year has had great crowds and has had better racing. Mm-hmm. And really, every track on the schedule, you could only have you could make it be a one once a year, and it's still good. Bristol you, Night, the Daytona 500, Southern 500, like. That's what I'm saying. You think like, about it, that's what F1 does. And F1, every time they go to a track, they gather good crowds no matter where they go. Right, because that's the only time that year that you'll get a chance to see them. Right, over that country in that area. So I I think that's smart. That's a very hot take because, you know, we love going to tracks multiple times. True. So my hot take, and then we'll go, we'll circle back to expand on yours. Um, My hot take is... I believe, I don't believe, I still don't put Biden the whole thing of Kyle Larson is the greatest driver in the world. 
I don't oh. believe it. I don't believe it. Um, is he is he a great driver? Absolutely. Is he one of a kind of talent? Without a shadow of a doubt. I'm not debating that. But this notion that his fans have garnered that he can hop into anything, anywhere, and win is highly overrated. Like, just based off his ability to hop in a sprint car and go out and win does not negate that he can hop in anything and go out and win. Now, this could all be proven wrong based on how he does an IndyCar debut next year. But so far, we've only seen him in a stock car and a sprint car. We haven't seen him in a rally car. We haven't seen him in a sports car. I have yet to see him do really make any noise at the Rolex 24. You know, like, we haven't seen him in a rally vehicle. We haven't seen him any do anything else. Like, come on. And you know who we have seen do stuff like that? SVG. SVG. SVG has competed in the 12 Hours of Bathurst GT racing. He's competed in sprint car racing in Australia. He's done rally racing. He's done drifting. Now, and he's come over to NASCAR and whooped all our asses. Okay? So, if there's anybody who gets more of a nod to being a greatest all-around driver, I would more give it to SVG than I would Kyle Larson. Oh. I like it. Hot as Sunday with that hot take. Now, Switching gears back to what you're saying about going one track. Darian Gillum posted, he said, name some tracks you think deserve to either lose or gain a cup date. Ooh. So, Captain, give me three that deserve to lose and three that deserve to gain. Three that deserve to lose? Uh, no offense to your home track. I was going to name it, too. Don't even go. Uh, yeah, Richmond's on team. that list. It, Richmond is going to lose the cup day. I'm sorry. Richmond, I love you, but yeah, you do. We, we don't need two Richmonds. Uh, this next one, though, this one would have blown my mind three years ago. I don't think we need two Martinsvilles. <laughs> yeah. I feel dirty for saying that. I love short I mean, tracks. I, I love Martinsville. Holy shit. You what? <laughs> my soul just left my body. How dare you? I I know, but like the, the short track package isn't that great right now, right? Martinsville crowd hasn't been that great right now, and that doesn't mean we can never go back to two. I'm just saying, right now, I don't know if it's worthy of two. Martinsville, I, I yeah, I'm not saying leave it. God. Okay, what's your final one? You're killing me already. Right. What's your final one that you lose? <laughs> go ahead, kill me. Um, my third one, by the way, I didn't get a chance to like think this through. Lux just flung this on me. So I am going from the hip. Go ahead. That's what Um, I love. My my third one that I probably get rid of would would be Phoenix. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I reacted way too heavily for that. You killed me and then you brought me back to life. (laughs) You killed me and you brought me back to life. I appreciate you. All right. Read it. You think should get a cup date. Now, this could be tracks that aren't even on the schedule, period, or tracks we only go to once. Who should then? Uh, I would do a street race in Pittsburgh. Okay. I would do Iowa. Okay. And then uh, what's that track in Mexico? Um, yeah, Dromo? The Mexico the City oval? track? No, 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 not the Mexico City one. The, that one oval we found. Did we find that one oval? Oh no! Maybe I might be thinking of something else. Anyways, the Mexico City track, then yeah, the F one okay. does with the big, uh, with the big like stadium. stadium. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
the stadium section would be cool to see fans like standing up there and have like the stock cars drive right underneath their feet. That'd be cool as shit. I'm like, oh lie. man, yeah, that'd be cool as shit. All right, three tracks that I believe deserve to lose a cup date, and I will agree with you on one of them. I do believe Richmond deserves to lose a cup date. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it's not the action track anymore. But the one track we would give it, uh, the one race, if we go to one race a year, put that race on a Saturday and put it under the lights. God damn it, we wanted that race in the Cup Series. God damn it, we want it. The fans used to come out in droves to see the night race at Richmond. We love it. Some of the best moments in Richmond Raceway history have happened under the lights. The battles with Harvick and Ricky Rudd, Kyle Busch and Dale Jr., the spin gate, the best moments in NASCAR Racing history at Richmond Raceway. Give us our night race back. I got too animated there. Sorry. Uh, no, man. Yeah, right too. I was just thinking of that Jeremy Mayfield win. That get, got Mayfield, him in the playoffs. That will do the cutoff race. Come on. Yeah, have that be a night race. And that way it's not so damn hot. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So Richmond should lose one. Now, you made a hot take with one of yours. I did. With your second one, I'm going to do the same. You ready for this, Kevin? You ready for this? I'm sitting. I'm ready. One trip to Talladega. What? One trip to Talladega. Are you serious? Yep. What? And you know what? I got a straight face on me right now. I got a straight face on me right now. One trip to Talladega. The fuck you do? What? One trip to Talladega, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, yeah. Start talking. I'll tell you why. The fans there don't deserve two trips. What? That Talladega, I will never forgive Talladega fans for ruining the career of Brandon Brown. Oh, oh yeah, I will it was never there. forgive Wasn't that, Talladega yeah. fans for what happened in 2020. Oh, we got good racing there. Put it in the playoffs. Leave it alone. At the playoff race, the October, the October homing weekend race is perfect. You get the the Talladega Boulevard craziness up there. You get the playoff stakes, everything. It's a good spot towards the end of the year. Let that be the only time we go there. Okay. You brought Plus some good warm. points there. Plus it's warm. But we do it not need to go there twice. Dead face. We do not need to go there twice. Everyone's going to hate me for it, but you know, I don't go for it. Yeah, I was going to Fredericksburg driver. Y'all ruined his career with that. Let's go, Brandon. Bullshit. Never forgive y'all for that. Anyway, um, the last track I believe deserves to lose a cup date. Um, there's not a lot of tracks. That, oh yeah, Phoenix. I don't even know why I thought about it. Phoenix, Phoenix. So you pick two of mine. Phoenix, yeah, pick two of yours. Phoenix, get it out of here. Matter of fact, it needs it deserves to lose both its cup dates. Get it out oh. of here. Get it out of here. Beautiful track though. Get it out of here, man. All right. <laughs> Three tracks that I think deserve to gain a cup date. Um, Chicagoland. We should go back Oof. to Chicagoland. Definitely. Uh, no. Yes. Yes. No. no. Chicago. We've, have you seen the race in Kansas? Chicagoland is basically a just curved Kansas. They're not, Literally. The only the difference between Chicagoland and Kansas is the fact that Chicagoland's back straightaway is curved. Fans there don't deserve it. What? Coming from Illinois. Nobody went. Nobody went. Even when they had one race, people stopped going. This package. This package. The bond halves. Come on. Telling you, more people will show up in Iowa. For real. 
I don't know. No. I, I I give you I give you the fans will show up more. Um, but you know, I'm bringing up the list of defunct NASCAR tracks because I, I need help with the other ones. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you're good. But yeah, no, Chicago Land definitely needs more, more, more. We need to go there more. Um, okay. I would. You got I would, a third one then too, right? I got two more. That was my first one. I said Chicago Land. Oh. Um, as far as tracks we should go back to or go to, I think I'm gonna get one of them next year. Circuit Jail Villeneuve, Montreal. I think we're Montreal. gonna get it next year, but we definitely need a cup date. We definitely need a cup date over there. Come on now, let's go up there. Oh yeah, let's go up there. And then finally. The final track that I believe we should get, um, should get a cup date. Let's head back to the Rock. Let's head back to the oh, Rock. Rockingham. Yeah. How did I, I should have said that one? Now, a couple of notable names. The reason why I don't bring these up is because they're pretty much non-existent anymore. Nazareth Speedway. The 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 track's still there, but it's like run down like crazy. And they won't sell it to NASCAR. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then another one would probably be Kentucky Kentucky Speedway. If you fixed the parking, that price would have been great. If you pick fix the parking, that was the big issue with Kentucky was the parking. But I had no idea. But then, nonetheless, Rockham, Chicagoland, and Chicagoville Jove, as far as taxes, you lose the date. Richmond, Talladega, and Phoenix. So, with that being said, guys, that is going to do it for this episode 16. We got a lot done today. Till next time, Captain, you got any final words? No. Like and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Until next as, time. As always, Godspeed. Right on. Right on. Choo. 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 Adios. Adios.